to Afraid Not Podcast with Jill McCormick and Robin Wall. We believe that our stories matter and make us who we are. Every other week, we invite guests to join us and share their stories. Even though our stories have nots, we are not afraid. Our stories are afraid. They are not perfect. We believe the truth of our mess makes us stronger. We hope that God uses these stories to encourage and strengthen your faith as you trust in Him. Our theme verse is Colossians 1, 17, which says, And He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together, even our frayed knots. Hello, podcast listeners. I'm Jill McCormick. And I'm Robin Wall. And you're listening to Afraid Not. This is episode number 82, and today our guest is somebody that you may have heard before because she was on our 28th episode, Beth Polston, and her boyfriend, Josh Strother. And we are so happy that they have both come today to talk to us, to share a really happy story, and also a reminder, a great reminder story, that God's timing is perfect. So something that Beth refers to is Ecclesiastes 3.11, the Bible verse that says, He has made everything beautiful in its time. And honestly, this story is such a good example of that Bible verse because the timing of this long prayer request seemed doubtful. It seemed there were times that both Beth and Josh might have thought, I don't know if I'm really able to trust God in this, but they didn't give up. And the beautiful thing that's happening in their lives is a direct result of their steadfast trust in the Lord and how his timing is perfect. One of the things that Beth says is, if you could see the story God is writing on your life, you'd never be jealous of anyone else's. So if we look for the purpose in the waiting and think about our own story and what that's going to look like different from everybody else's, we maybe will be a little more content. So listen in to Afraid Not. Hey, thanks so much for joining us. We have two guests today that I'm going to let introduce themselves. Everybody, we're so happy that we have Beth Polston back on the podcast. She was with us episode 28. Check that out. You want to just pause where you are and listen to that one and come back or just come check it out later. And she has brought with her a wonderful person that we are excited to have today, Josh Strother. So can we get started today with Beth and Josh? Introduce yourselves, please, to our listeners, and let's just hear what's going on in your lives. Just a kind of snapshot. Of course. Well, thank you so much for having us here this afternoon. We're both very glad to be here and thankful for this opportunity to share our story and and share what God has done in our lives and to encourage the listeners uh, in that. My name is Beth Polston and I lived in Owasso for six years um, from 2015 through 2021 and I recently moved to Auburn, Alabama. I was an elementary music teacher here for six years and we're going to kind of share this part of our story later on but God prepared my heart to move and to a different state and just to be open to wherever he was going to lead. And he led me to Auburn, Alabama. And I moved there in in August, 2021, earlier this year, and um, have loved my my job there, working at a church and working for the music pastor there at First Baptist Church, Opelika. And um, love getting to be a part of the music ministry and and getting to serve the Lord there with with my gifts and experience that I've already had. Um, And I met Josh when I was there. So I'll let him introduce himself. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm so grateful for this opportunity. This is my first, you know, podcast that I've done before. And I'm very excited (laughs) about this and getting to try this out. And I was so impressed by Beth's last podcast that I really... Hope I knock this out of the park. <laughs> you know, just pretend like we're talking kind of thing. That's right. And That's I, it. yes. And um, I live in LaGrange, Georgia. I've lived in the South all my life and especially Georgia. I've moved around here and there. But 
I have been working at a distribution center for the last five years to where I'm very blessed to get to be in a warehouse with other believers in Christ. I sit next to pastors and youth ministers. And that's yes. And there's so many great ministry opportunities in that warehouse to where I feel like the Lord has really used me there at times to be able to be his light and to help others out and to acknowledge that people are in emotional needs sometimes and we need to be open and compassionate to be able to be his hands and feet wherever we go Mm -hmm. and um, I go I'm very active at my church that's Western Heights in LaGrange where I serve as a deacon right now I've rolled off and been involved in mission trips over the years and um, the ministry of mowing at my church and involved oh, in cool. yeah. you take care of your church's landscaping yes awesome. i've been doing that for the last five years or so to where you know it's a riding lawnmower i've done it so many times over the years that like i've been in walmart just you know shopping around and people would be like are you that guy that mows every week <laughs> but yes it, it is a wonderful ministry that i've gotten to be a part of and i've loved every bit of it and, you know, me and Beth, like, recently just met to where, I mean, this, like, era that I'm living in is just to where I'm just like, this has been everything I've always wanted and Aww. prayed for. So I'm so excited to be able to get to share this story. And just the whole point and motive of doing this is to be able to glorify God. That's right. I mean, right. That is, and to encourage our listeners out there because we have been there. Yes. Mm-hmm. And this is really exciting having Josh here. It's his first time to Oklahoma. So oh, first time to come out west and, and be and in the Midwest. And we're recording this on Bedlam Day, listeners. Yes, so, we are. I mean, we're getting ready to have some OU, OSU tangle on the field. <laughs> and um, the day that this airs will be so close to Christmas, which be- feels very fitting because this whole story that we're sharing is such a gift from yes. God. Yes. And Christmas is such a time of giving gifts and remembering the best gift that Jesus is, the the best gift that we could ever have imagined that God would give us, our Savior. And so giving gifts is so special and recognizing the gifts that God is giving us, the good and perfect gifts, fits very well with the whole reason for Christmas. So anyway, um, and I want to say something fun about how we go back a long way with Beth. I loved getting to be on a team with her with elementary music. So we had all kinds of professional development planning days and sharing lesson ideas through the years. And so it's really fun to have shared that with Beth and to share our faith. We were on women's ministry team together for some projects and some special events and really neat times in our lives. So to really be uh, at the table for this conversation feels even more significant since I have that personal connection and friendship with Beth. So I'm excited about this. So we heard a little bit of Beth's background and her story on episode 28. So listeners, if you want to go back to that episode, you can hear all about Beth's whole story. So Josh, tell us a little bit about you and how you came to know Christ and your, like how you grew up and all that. Okay. I'd love to. Um, So growing up, like me and my brother and family had, always lived in Georgia and you know this will sound sad at first but like coming full circle this just glorifies God but my parents got divorced when I was in third grade and so it was then that my mom and my brother and sister and I we moved to Homerville and you know being at a young age and everything we I really was led to turn to God during those times just during those hard moments we cling to him so much more than those mountaintops. And that's exactly what happened for me and my brother back then. And, you know, we stayed on track and with the Lord got involved with the youth and, you know, plugged into churches and everything to where, you know, down the road, my parents got back together, which was awesome. Wow. Yes. I have a very similar story to that. (laughs) And I mean, that that was just a kind of cloud nine era that we lived in. We were a happy family again, but we had Jesus in our lives at the same time. 
but it was then, you know, there was a period of time after that, like to where I'm, you know, fellowshipping with strong Christians, very active in church and just loving life and applying these teachings. But, you know, it was one unfortunate event after the other. This is maybe 15 years down the road after I'd accepted Christ to where it was like a separation with parents again to where like I lost my car. My brother moved a long distance away. My sister moved. It was just one thing after the other to where like I fell in the enemy's pity trap Mm -hmm. to where I just felt sorry for myself. I let in my circumstances get to me. Mm -hmm. And instead of focusing on Jesus, I started coping with the pain with alcohol instead. And so that that is always a hard thing to be able to share, but it's just what the Lord. It's real. Yeah. And it's, it just allows other believers and people out there to be able to relate because when Mm -hmm. I tell that to people nowadays, they're just like, I don't believe you. And, you know, and that is such a compliment to get to hear that and just, magnifies what Jesus has done in my life. Mm-hmm. And so it that period went on for some time to where I just wasn't living right. I was backsliding. This in your like your 20s? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Like mid around mid 20s or and so. Pretty dark time. Yes, very dark time and it was just, you know, I was in the pit. You know, I just felt sorry for myself and I was allowing the enemy to just dunk me underwater. But it was then that I had an experience that was near death, that was a visit in the hospital that lasted a while to where like the nurses and everything were like, you are this nice guy. We have no idea why you're struggling like this. What is going on? They were planting a seed in me to be able to come back to the faith, back to Jesus. And when I got out of that hospital, everything in my life was new. I saw everything totally different to where I was totally rejuvenated Mm -hmm. in the faith and the Lord completely opened my eyes and pulled me out of that slimy pit Mm -hmm. that I allowed myself to fall in. And just one thing after the other, after that, it was blessing upon blessing. Here's a new church. Here's a new godly family. Here's a new brand new truck, even from family members. Everything was perfect after that. And it was then, though, also that my hips gave out to where like they collapsed to where I am 34. And when I was 25, my hips collapsed. And I was doing a very physical job at that time in the housing business. But I was so grateful that the Lord pulled me out of that pit that I did not let my circumstances get to me. Even in private thoughts, I felt that way. Mm -hmm. And so over time, like I pushed through that pain, I clung to the Lord every morning because it was very painful. And I was able to establish that habit of quiet time with him every single morning because I was going to him out of gratitude for how blessed my life Mm -hmm. was at that point. And that I have a question. So did you have to have hip replacements? Yes, ma'am. I have two artificial hips at this point. Wow. And and interesting in the airport on the way here, that's always a reminder. You walk through that metal detector and there was, what in the world? (laughs) (laughs) Left side and your right side. Was that connected to your hospital stay as well? Yes, yes. They so that think, long-term hospital stay was connected to those hip problems. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. And they were thinking maybe it was the prednisone that I had taken for anti-inflammatory reasons. Okay. Yeah, but he just taught, and years later, you know, I had one employee of the year at the company I was with. And because I really never became discontent with my handicap, so to speak, that like, they love my attitude. I was really just on fire for the Lord to where I was rewarded and they paid for the hips. Wow. Yeah. And so oh, that was goodness. an enormous blessing in my life. And it was just eventually I got ordained as a deacon not long after that. And I've been at my church ever since, you know, trying to live for Christ as much as I can. Mm-hmm. But always. What was, 
What were some of the safety guards you put in place for yourself after coming out of, out of your pit, out of the alcoholism and stuff? Yes. That, that was to where like my, the group of believers that I was around was a totally new setting to where I was surrounded by godly people. And my old friends tried to keep in touch with me and they saw such a change in me that they were just, they knew I had moved on and we wanted to stay connected. But I had like grown out of any desire of like, hey, let's go to the bar. And I'm like, that sounds like the worst idea in the world. (laughs) I just had no appeal to that kind of thing. He just, for and this was 10 years ago at this point to where like, he totally changed my desires and it's never been Mm. the same ever since then. Wow. Were your loved ones praying for this? Oh, very much. I mean, you may not have even known they were praying, but they were probably asking God to do these things in your heart. Yes. And my family is, I'm very blessed with a family that has missionaries and Christian speakers and, you know, very uh, people that stay on track with the Lord, very active in their churches. And I was the black sheep in the family and very deservingly so to where like they really were like talk after talk. Okay, this is maybe going to take a circumstance. And the Lord teaches us so much through our experiences Mm -hmm. to where all this does is being able to glorify God with people that have this kind of background, you know, because I feel like I'm vouching for an entirely different person when I'm talking about my own past to where he just has brought me so far that I, I love to help people that are in that same spot. I want to pause just for a second and just say, all the people that are listening to this right now, you may be in the middle of praying for someone you love very dearly. And you may be wondering, will, will my prayers ever be answered for this loved one? And I'm so glad that Josh's family did not give up mm-hmm. because he can look back now and say that dark time 10 years ago, that was Actually, God used that in my life. And so just as a reminder for everybody who's listening today, we are not, let's not grow weary in doing good. Like Galatians 6 says, let's not give up. Let's keep keeping on and praying for them and staying true and steady and and know that God is still going to be at work. I mean, here Josh is today and he's a different person and it's just the work of the Lord. So anyway, I, w- I know we're going to get right back into the story, but that's just a good thing to keep in mind as we're hearing this story. Yes. And my family very much never gave up praying for me and just, you know, what really motivated me to always, you know, remain this way is the respect I've earned back from them over time to where that just means the absolute mm-hmm. world to me. And the Lord has just cleansed me from within with that to where like he has made me very compassionate to be able to help others in this situation. And he just has blessed me with opportunities to be able to do that. And, you know, the whole time during this, you know, people that are going through struggles, you know, sometimes relapse and I've gone through the struggle we're going to share today of singleness and people can hear that and be like, what? That is not, it is very challenging. When you get in your thirties, I mean, you start to wonder like, Lord, have you forgotten me? And you feel bad about that kind of thought, but it's very real at the same time. And so this is going to be a huge part of an addition to my story is that the Lord was kind enough to introduce me to one of his daughters and Beth Paulston, and she just has absolutely blessed my life ever since then to where I can really look back on this part of my life and be like, the Lord has been so heavily involved in my life this whole time and knew this was going to happen. I love how kind he is. So let's go in and get into that. Like, tell us a little bit about why you wanted to come tell your story today and and how your story began. So we, um, we both were single for so long, you know, Josh is 34, I'm 33. 
and we we dated other people um but you know through all those and you learn through those experiences you learn a lot about yourself and and god god teaches you things through each of those and and you know they're they're good things that that you learn about about you and what what you're looking for and mm-hmm. both of us had high standards and what we were looking for in a future spouse and we weren't willing to lower those mm-hmm. and it wasn't easy mm-hmm. <laughs> um it was it was challenging at times and you know there were times where we both had had um Lot, lot, cried lots of tears through yes. our singleness and wondering, Lord, like where, where is our future spouse? What, and, and, you know, when I was living here in Owasso, I would, I would just pray like, Lord, bring him, bring him here, bring him to Owasso. Where is he? And it turns out I was the one that had to move to Auburn. And, and again, God's hand was all over that of how the location of where I live and where I work. And, and I sent out my resume to a dozen Baptist state convention offices just early last spring, just casting a net, just saying, okay, Lord, I am open. I'm willing, I'm available. Show me where you want me to go. And, and I got a job at First Baptist Church Opelika and you know, through that, I, I would have never known that Josh had existed if I hadn't moved. I mean, if I had moved to Texas or Kentucky or Tennessee, I still would not have met him. And so just having God's sovereignty and his timing, his perfect timing. And, and, you know, we've clung to that, that verse in Ecclesiastes three, everything is beautiful mm-hmm. and it's time and it is. And, um, you know, through those challenges in our past, it was also sanctifying for both of us as we were going, as we were going through our singleness and and clinging to the Lord. I mean, he's all that we had, you know, while we were waiting and, and, and strengthening our relationship with God and helped make us better, a better person and make us a better, better companion that we were going to be for the other person. And through that experience as challenging as it was it helped make us a better companion for the future as as i don't want to stop the story but i just want to ask a question along the way i am really impressed with the bravery you showed to step out and literally take a leap of faith was that all to do it was it was and i i was like lord I, i i want to do the right thing you know, and, but God had been preparing my heart last school year that, that this was going to be a closed chapter. And I was prepared for that and ready for that. And my family was very supportive of it. I'm very close to my family and they live here in Oklahoma and they were very supportive of that. And Mm -hmm. it was definitely taking a leap of faith and, you know, not knowing who I was going to meet or, you know, what What if you hadn't, what if you had been too afraid to move? And what if you had stayed in Owasso, you still wouldn't have met Josh? No. You wouldn't even know. I wouldn't him. have even known he right. existed. Right. And just seeing God's hand, like his fingerprints are all over everything. Mm-hmm. His fingerprints are all over our story, bringing me to like moving to Auburn and how we met. And, um, how so. did you? and you were moving somewhere where you didn't know anybody, right? You didn't know anybody in this town. No, I, when the, the, the worship pastor at first Baptist, um, he emailed me. He said, hi, my name is Bruce, and I'm the worship pastor at First Baptist Opelika. My first thought was, well, that's a funny name. I Where is that? <laughs> First Baptist Opelika, Alabama. I was like, well, is that even a place? Like, does that place even exist? I've never heard of that. Which and is so, probably what people think when they hear some of the Oklahoma towns, too, though. How do you spell Opelika? O-P-E-L-I-K-A. Opelika. And, um, and uh, you know, and Bruce reached out to me. I didn't even apply for that job. He got my resume from the Alabama Baptist State Board or State Convention from Keith Hibbs, who's the, the director of music pastors in the state. He had my resume and Bruce, the worship pastor, was looking for an assistant and reached out to the Alabama State Convention and got my resume from, from them. And listeners, for those of you who don't know, Beth can not only sing and play every band instrument and if, uh, you don't play violin, right? But you play I do. like I can you do play violin. Just beginner. So she can basically teach um, about twenty-five instruments. <laughs> she <laughs> has a few talents, just a few. So anyway, yeah, <laughs> and singing, of course. So continue, continue. But and and we'll get to the story of how we met. There, were, did you want to share anything else on 
Well, I just think um, hearing the way Beth got up and uprooted from Oklahoma, where she was established at and knew so many people, Mm -hmm. because just knowing Beth, I've learned how valued she is by others and loved by so many. So to get up and leave a community that you're seeing like that, because you feel led by God to do something, and as scary as that was, she still did it. And something she had been praying for for years happened after she was obedient like that. Mm -hmm. So I thought about our listeners after she told that story, like whatever that could be for you in your story, like just have courage and do it because you have no idea what waits around the corner for you by God. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Exactly. And that that through the single, the, the years of singleness, that there's purpose through that there mm-hmm. it was painful at times and difficult and th- there's there's purpose in the pain and and there were also some great times too you know we we both we got to travel individually and go on mission trips and use the gift of time you have the gift mm-hmm. of time in your singleness and i feel like we used it really well yes and i loved how she worded that gift of time because singles i know that that is something you have an abundance of sometimes and there's fun moments and then there's hard moments, but you also have such great opportunity to be able to get involved in ministries in the meantime, where you could find that special person as you're serving, but you have so much time to be able to serve the Lord to where like the gift of time is very true in that single season, uh, singleness to where like you can put your spiritual gifts to use more than ever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to share a verse from first Peter one um, verses six through seven it says, in this, you greatly rejoice though. Now for a little while, you may have had to suffer grief and all kinds of trials. These have come so that your faith of greater worth than gold which perishes, even though refined by fire, may be proved genuine and may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. So through that, we were refined. refined. And when you're going through trials, like it is very important to be able to recognize that you are going through a trial. So you are, if you stay connected to the Lord as you go through these things, He is going to bring the good out of a bad situation. That is what comes from God, not the trial itself. But they, it sanctifies you and purifies your faith that you'll be able to look back and be like, this is the good that this is why that was good for me. Mm -hmm. And singleness has provided so many different things like that. Now that we've sort of come full circle that it was so sanctifying that we're better disciples for Jesus, having gone through that hardship, because it's in the valleys that you learn the most, not the mountaintops. Yes. Yeah, that's true. So tell us how you did meet. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> you know, I was really looking around for someone to be able to date. And people, of course, like tried to set me and Beth individually up with people. I tried to set Beth up with at least three different people. <laughs> Maybe more. <laughs> but they didn't work. Just when it. <laughs> yeah, we, we had matchmaker going on on both sides of the world, like trying to pair us up with someone. And it just thankfully didn't work out for either one of us. And, you know, there was times you get frustrated and wonder, like, is it me? What in the world is going on? And after a while, like, I just realized that I'm not going to meet them at my church or in the workplace, and I'm not going to go visit bars or anything of like that nature to where I need to have that X factor. I need to be able to find, have that X factor to where I'm going to have an opportunity to meet somebody. And as much as, you know, some people want them to be brought directly to them. I believe the Lord wants us to make effort. Yes. Like when you need money financially, he's not going to be like, well, here's a bag of money. You (laughs) point you in the area of a great opportunity. And so it was actually one of my cousins that directed me to get on hinge Annie downs that we'll get more into that later. She recommended hinge to me 
And it was there. It was a dating app that me and Beth met each mm-hmm. other. We did. And after I moved to Alabama, you know, I was about a month after I'd moved there. I was like, I, you know, I'm ready to meet people and I need to put myself out there. And I had done online dating before and had heard successful things from it. And I'd been on Bumble and I'd been on Hinge before. And, you know, and I, you know, because I'm not going to go to bars and meet people there. So I was like, I, I need to find another way to to meet people at other opportunities and I got on hinge as well and met um met Josh on hinge and and we both started communicating through the app we didn't have each other's phone number yet but we were texting through the app and with our work schedules um we we our our texts through the app were like paragraphs long (laughs) paragraphs super long for me especially (laughs) (laughs) and I knew like like how we communicated already so well, just through texting on the mm-hmm. app. Um, you know, if we were to meet, I knew that we would hit it off quickly and, and we did. So our first date. Yes. Uh, we met up at Starbucks and I like the whole ride there from LaGrange to Auburn. I was like, my communication with this girl has been so cloud nine that I know that this date is about to be a grand slam because (laughs) of our compatibility and both of us felt that like going into it but first dates were like okay if she is exactly that person I've been chatting with then this is God ordained and it just like it was interesting to hear from her family over this trip just how much of a grand slam that actually was oh, like yeah. from the parents of the phone calls after our Starbucks day. Oh, yeah. That was so encouraging to get to oh. hear that. Oh yeah. And I, I how far of a drive is that? How far, how, what's the distance between where you live? Yeah, it's 45 minutes. Okay. Not too bad. Manageable for sure. Yeah, and we we hit it off immediately when we were at Starbucks and had a had a great time, just conversation. And he got my number at the end of the date, um, and then we started texting through the week and and calling. And we we could only um, see each other on the weekends because of our work schedule. And and he lived forty five minutes away, which isn't bad, but but that just worked better with with for each of us to get to meet on the weekends. And it was the connection I felt with her immediately to where when you're dating someone new, you kind of like go through your head. How does she compare to this person and that person? I'm like, this is totally new for me. Like this connection is something else. Like this is divine Mm -hmm. to where I have felt that ever since with her, like our ability to communicate and at the level we do is something unforeseen in my life Mm -hmm. to where Mm -hmm. like our topics and conversation ability is just One of the things that during our discussions that I brought up was, what do you like to do for fun? And that's when she mentioned podcasts and knowing Beth is a strong believer. I was like, well, maybe she knows of my first cousin, Annie F. Downs, that I've grown up with my whole (laughs) life. And in the back of my mind, I was like, I wonder if she's going to be aware of who Annie is. (laughs) No idea. (laughs) Listeners, I'm sure a lot of you are already listeners of her podcast, That Sounds sounds Fun, and books and other all kinds of cool stuff that Annie F. Downs has been a part of. But now continue. Yeah. And so he asked, and that was early on in our, before we even met, this is why we were still communicating through the app. Uh, And so um, he said, well, you know, what podcast do you like to listen to? And and that was the first one I said, and that, cause I've been a fan of Annie. You didn't say afraid not first. Well, (laughs) I should have though. (laughs) I'm I'm just such a big, Annie has been her ministry has been such an inspiration to me, truly. Like, I've been, I mean, I fangirl every time I, I've seen her in person Absolutely. and met her. Like, yeah. So I love Afraid Not podcast. You know, I like <laughs> too. <laughs> but um, I, I, I mentioned, oh, Annie F. Downs, That Sounds Fun podcast and Jen Wilkins podcast. And I mentioned a couple of others. And Josh said, like, no, no joke. She's my cousin. And I was like, you, you can't say that to me. Like, like and not not be serious. Like you are you serious? Like and honestly, like only God could write a story like that. Only God could do that. You know, Josh is wonderful right. and 
a great man and everything I'm looking for. And that's just a cherry on top. You know, God <laughs> is like, here's a wonderful man. Oh, and guess what? He's related to Annie F. Downs. Like <laughs> only God. And, and, um, you I know, knew, I, I knew when I told her, I was like, she said Annie F. Downs was one of her favorite. I just said in my head, like, okay, she's not going to believe me when I tell her <laughs> to provide evidence of some kind. And I had to do some snooping around on Instagram and looking through Annie's like Instagram pages and trying to find some family photos. And I found one somewhere and I was like, oh my goodness, he's right. They are like, there was a picture of you guys on a family Christmas event. Yes. I was like, he really He's telling the truth. This is real. She uh, went Facebook so cool. detective mode on me. <laughs> but I and I had learned that like over time there's fans, there's mega fans, and then there's Beth Colton fans. <laughs> yeah. So the magnitude uh, of that being like my first cousin really is such a a God wink, so to speak, really like in our relationship yes. to where what is so fun is that. I'm on a trip currently meeting her family and all of her loved ones right now, which has been just cloud nine from start to finish. Next month during Christmas, around the time this is going to air, she's going to get to meet Annie face to face at a Christmas gathering. I promise the mom that I'm going to film that moment for them. <laughs> be ecstatic. And you've been to see her live, haven't you? Yes, three times. Oh I've my met goodness. her. I've met her twice. Oh my goodness. But you only, you know, when you do like a VIP pass, you only get about, you know, 30 seconds to get to meet them. Right. So. Oh my goodness. That's yes, I've done that with the podcast. Uh, oh, like, I love the podcast. Yeah. yeah. I've gone to their live shows and like, yeah, got the VIP pass. <laughs> Because we've had Jamie Golden's been on our show. So she's great. But, you know, I saw a quote on Instagram several years ago and wrote it down and kind of have keep on reminding myself of this when I would get discouraged or, you know, waiting for, for God's timing. And that said, if you could see the story God is writing on your life, you'd never be jealous of anyone else's. Mm, That's good. Say it one more time. If you could see the story God is writing on your life, you'd never be jealous of anyone else's. And, you know, for us, the story that God is writing, we, we gave God the pen to our love story years ago, before we even met, long before we met, and, and letting him write the story. And it's beautiful for his glory. And what's amazing is the amount of time, like, that both of us wanted to meet somebody. Like, this was like 10 year period of like, God, where is that person? And so over time, you're going to get those speeches like we both got of maybe your standards are too high. And we had really gotten to the point where we're just like, okay, these kind of features that I'm kind of not looking for, I'm going to have to be okay with this at this point, because I'm getting 10 to 15 different people telling me that. And just the fact that everything I've always looked for this whole time after I had honestly gotten hopeless to where I was just like, this just is not going to happen. God introduced me to Beth to where she, to a T, right down the list of everything I've been looking for. Mm -hmm. And then the bonus is as well. She is everything like that to me, to where like singles out there, the whole purpose of sharing this is I, we have both been there yeah no matter how hard that emotion is that you're experiencing which a very common one is loneliness during singleness we were there and stuck for many years to where of course our lives is are were good during those seasons but we very much experienced the hardship of that to where beth was obedient to god and made that very brave move to uh, Auburn to where look what happened that is our point in saying this not to say hey look we're in a relationship yeah it's we know there's listeners out there or you know someone that is like that to where put yourself out there be brave just like Beth was brave in our story I got the easy part I get to meet with Beth. And you all didn't have to lower your standards at all. Exactly. Right. So I'm sure the story is unfolding page by page. 
And like you said, God is writing it. So we would love for you to keep us informed of future moves that may be happening. How about that? <laughs> and Jill and I can let the listeners know um, things along the way. That'd be fun. So. Mm -hmm. Yep. There was um, another passage I wanted to share. Oh, yes, please do. Well, two passages from Isaiah. Um, so uh, I, I'd like to have a verse of the year. And this is something that my family and I have done for a long, long time is we have a verse of the year. And at the end of 2020, there was a passage I read in Isaiah 61 that really stood out to me. And that became my 2021 verse of the year. And it's from Isaiah 61, um, verses 1 through 3. And it says, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives, and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. And that particular verse in verse two to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor stood out to me at the end of 2020 for my first of the year for the next year. And as I was going through 2021 and sending out my resumes and just saying, okay, I'm open. Where are you going to lead me? And I was, you know, starting to get discouraged because I was like, Lord, I'm not seeing your, the, the, your favor, you know, and that's what the promise that he gave me in verse two, proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And now looking back, seeing him leading me to Auburn, moving there, working at a church, being in music, part of the music ministry. And, um, and, and then meeting Josh as part of the Lord's favor. And I'm building a house in Auburn. How exciting. Yes. Yay. First time homeowner. Um, Love it. And so seeing just one thing after another, God is answering that prayer and that verse that he laid on my heart. Mm -hmm. And it, it is so interesting to be able to watch what God is doing in this life. Like it is one thing after the other to where her supporting cast of believers are just like encouraged to get mm -hmm. to see the love and compassion and honoring of Beth for living the way she has during that hard, you know, singleness to mm -hmm. where I'm excited to see what happens next. And I get <laughs> a part of her story mm -hmm. that is just the most tremendously kind thing the Lord has ever done for me mm. is let me be a part of this story. Yes, exactly. And one more passage I wanted to share. Do you want to read this one? Oh, sure. 41 from Isaiah 41, 18 <clears throat> through 20. Okay. And the Lord says, I will make rivers flow on barren heights and springs within the valleys. I will turn the desert into pools of water and the parched ground into springs. I will put in the desert the cedar and Achaia, the myrtle and the oil. I will set pines in the wasteland, the fir and the cypress together, so that people may see and know, may consider and understand that the hand of the Lord has done this, mm -hmm. that the Holy One of Israel has created it. Mm -hmm. only, so only God could write a story like this. I remember a sweet day that was probably four years ago around that time and it was a Sunday morning at our Tulsa campus of First Baptist Owasso. Beth was singing on the worship team and I think I was singing alongside you or something and my dad Paul mm -hmm. Purifoy was leading the worship that morning and after we ran through all of the songs we had some time to just be getting ready for the service. And so my dad led us through a short devotional time, which was really great, actually. And he used Psalm 82. Is that the right reference? I'll make sure to look that up. But um, I believe it's Psalm 82, and I'll put that in the show notes. But there's a specific verse that says, I believe it's the last verse. 
of the chapter, this is no good thing does the Lord withhold from those who earnestly seek him. And after we finished the devotion time, we had a good time to pray together and everything. And then Beth and I had a little moment just to talk privately. This was not like, I didn't say this in front of the whole room, but I just said, you know, Beth, I don't understand why it is taking so long for the Lord to bring you someone wonderful. And I keep looking around saying, Lord, where is the great guy for Beth Holston? Because, you know, she's pretty amazing. And like, this is a top shelf girl here. So where is he? And just praying that we would be able to see the, the good thing of a lifetime partner to be brought to Beth. And um, that was just something that I felt the Lord put on my heart to just to pray for her. So every time I ever thought of Beth, that was something I prayed for. Oh, that God you. would bring you someone wonderful at the right time in the right way. Not my trying to set you up. You know, <laughs> I, I, was, I, I do appreciate you doing that. <laughs> but um, the good thing that God has done in bringing your lives together, and we know that there's more beautiful pages in this story that we're going to read as time goes, but we just see that this is a good and perfect gift. Yes. James tells us every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father and that's, that's James 117. And this is a good and perfect gift, this relationship. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. Oh, yes. We're glad to. This is our honor. Do you all have a final word of encouragement for our listeners? I mean, maybe they stay single. Maybe they don't. But what kind of final words of encouragement would you give? I would say just use this gift of time to be able to serve the Lord as much as you can, because one day, like Beth's the nice story, you're going to find that person to where life is going to keep you so busy that you want to be able to look back on your singleness and be like, I tried to live my best life during that time. And I want to share something briefly, what my brother shared with me one time when I was complaining to him about singleness, you know, opening up to him. And he just said something so wise that I considered it divine at the time is the enemy is so wise and dropping lies in our minds that try and, you know, he steals, kills and devours mm -hmm. and he wants to dangle things in front of our face all the time to where like, I'll be happy when I find a girlfriend you find that girlfriend. Now he's got, okay, well, I'll be happy when I get that job. I'll be happy at all times. He's going to dangle something in your face. And before you look, before you know it, you look back and realize I've been discontent this whole time. Do not mm -hmm. let the enemy win that battle. Be grateful in your singleness for all the Lord has blessed you because it is immeasurable mm -hmm. and one day that will come and you want to look back and be like I served the Lord as much as I could mm -hmm. that's good and I think of a, a metaphor while while you're in the middle of waiting and the season of waiting that there is purpose in that I think of a metaphor of a of a caterpillar in a cocoon and while a caterpillar is in that cocoon it is being transformed it is it is growing its wings, it's being shaped, but it's dark and it's mm. quiet and it's lonely. And it's a long time that a, a caterpillar mm. has to develop and change into a butterfly, but it has to go through that season of, of waiting and that period of waiting. And there's purpose in that. And then at the right time, at the right time, that caterpillar becomes a butterfly and comes out of the cocoon. And it is beautiful and 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 you can't rush that either you know if the if they were to rush that process they wouldn't be complete or full and 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 be able to even fly so you have to go through that process and god will walk with that through you and clinging to him and his word um and and trusting his timing uh one of my favorite quotes is by lisa turkhurst god loves me too much to answer my prayer at any other time than the right time and in any other way than the right way. And so so that's been um, some encouragement that we wanted to share with the listeners. That's so good. 
you know, it's so unique how our lives are so personally special and unique. And just like your example of the caterpillar to the butterfly, each of our timetables is unique. Mm -hmm. And it would be foolish for us to compare whatever the length of time for one cocoon to another because they're not the same Mm -hmm. creature inside. So it is really valuable to recognize the timing, just like you started the podcast with Ecclesiastes 3, he has made everything beautiful in its time and his time is perfect. His time. Mm-hmm. Right. He's, his ways are higher than our ways. That's right. Well, thank you both so much for coming and being on Afraid Not. We just can't thank you enough. Thank you for sharing your story and your time on this busy day. (laughs) Thank you for having us. This was such an honor to get to do and enjoyed it very much. Hey listeners, thanks for being with us today to hear this great story. We're so glad you listened. We are so excited for Beth and Josh and what the future holds for them. And I just love love stories. So that was super fun. It was fun. And one of the quotes I loved that Josh said today was, have courage and obey God because you have no idea what God has in store for you. So listeners, that may be for you right now. Whatever you're going through, have courage and obey God because you can trust Him. He has great plans. You can trust Him. We hope you guys have a Merry Christmas. And, you know, one little final tidbit we want to tack on to the end of this. Guess what, everybody? Josh has asked Beth's dad for her hand in marriage. So we know that there's going to be a very exciting proposal engagement moment in the very near future. We wish Josh and Beth all the best in the world with all our hearts. That's so, so exciting. Yay, and Merry Christmas, everyone. Enjoy your Christmas. Celebrate Jesus and be with the loved ones in your life. We'll see you in the new year.